0: welcome to another episode of Evolving Engineering and Construction Brands podcast with your producer, Alicia Ball. This week, your host, Matthew Winkelstein will be meeting with Adrian Russell, who is the founder of Russell's Building Camp, a nonprofit organization located in Indiana, focused on introducing young people to the building trades and the world of construction. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did producing it.
1: I really appreciate you coming on for this one because we've had you on a couple of times and we've talked about you in a lot of different capacities. And this is your true passion, right? Russell's Building Camp and what we're about to talk about. This is really who you are. So I'm excited to record this episode. I think there's a lot of value in it for the listeners to understand about, hey, this is a unique way to be able to attract talent, which is everyone's issue. So but to kick us off, why don't you tell us what is Russell's Building Camp?
0: Russell's Building Camp, it is a non for profit organization. It's actually located and headquartered right in Indianapolis, Indiana on the near east side community. I'll say that Russell's Building Camp, it is my passion. It is a not-for-profit organization that introduces young people of all ages to the building trades, the world of construction, using their hands to build, really just overcoming their fears and putting their hands to things to be able to find solutions, both externally and within themselves. And then using those lessons, using those disciplines as fuel to begin to solve problems within their neighborhoods and within their communities and hopefully build pipelines into the industry that has changed my life and the life of so many others in the process. So it is definitely just a sensational effort and initiative to be a part of. I'm very proud of it.
1: We've talked about it before. It's fantastic work. It's great to see providing opportunities for people and then also just teaching so many people that might not have the opportunity to learn about the trades. I even think about my son. He's so into construction right now, but he doesn't really have an avenue to go. Like, unless I want to build something with him, he doesn't have the avenue to go learn it. And my philosophy as a parent's been, I'm not trying to teach him skills that I don't have. And so it's tough for me to teach him some of the things I'd like to teach him. program like this, I think is so fantastic. What prompted you to start the program?
0: Really what prompted me, to be honest with you. So for me, I've came up on the inner city of Indianapolis uh, came up in poverty, a very large household, household of 10. There were so many opportunities that I did not have. I did have my dad in my life. Uh, he and my mom have been married for over 40 years. However, we didn't have the resources and the access to be able to have that exposure to an industry such as construction. And so that being said, as I eventually did get into the industry. It's changed my life, it's brought me out of poverty, out of the inner city, and it's enabled me to lead a very successful life where I'm able to provide for myself and my family. That being said, traveling the country as a project manager, this is for the past over 10 years, one thing that's always blown my mind are the labor shortages really in every region. I've worked in almost 15 different states managing commercial construction projects and I've had projects that have been helmstrung by the fact that there are so many shortages of talent within the industry. But not only that, but then there's also a diversity issue in the industry. And This is a historical problem. So that being said, for me, my passion has been building. My passion has been construction, the things that it has done for me in changing my life. So I wanted to be able to take Those lessons that I've learned through construction and through building that I apply at every level to my life, I wanted to be able to make a difference within my community and then a difference with the young people of today and the future generations and inspiring them to also put their hands to things and be able to create and build for themselves and for their families. And that's actually what sparked that initial inspiration and wanting to take the trades, take building, take those disciplines to the kids and let them have a blast in doing it.
1: That's awesome, man. So admirable. And that's probably why we align so much. We're so passionate about, we both feel blessed in different ways and we want to pay it forward. So why don't you take us to, you got a strong why now, and you probably don't know, how am I going to express this why? And so when did you decide, hey, I'm going to start Russell's building camp and what did that first camp look like and what sparked that? And why don't you tell us the through story, what that has become today? Because I think that first story is awesome for people to hear.
0: Man, what sparked it, we were all sitting at home during the initial months of the pandemic back in 2020. And I'll say that my daughter at the time, she was nine years old and I saw every day she was bored out of her mind. She would talk on the phone with her friends and they were all bored. They all missed one another. And so that being said, I looked at some of the events that were going on even back during 2020 with some of the social unrest around the United States and even internationally as well. I got with a few partners of mine, a few friends of mine. We had bounced these ideas around before. We just say there's no better time than to do something to bring joy to the lives of these young people, give them something different to try. That's a whole new experience. And then we'll just see what comes of it. And so by December 2020, actually December 23rd, a couple of days before the Christmas holiday, we put on an initial workshop where there were 11 young boys. The youngest was five years old. The oldest was 11 years old. And we put on a workshop where they came in to a job site, and we'll speak more about that job site, what that project was, but they came into a job site and they all came to their own stations where they had PE, they had tool kits all prepared for them. They came in right away. They're on a job site, a commercial project, something they had never probably seen before. Most certainly something they had never actually walked on before. And they all had their own stations set up. So right away, the kids are running up, they're putting on their hard hats. They call them helmets. They're already having fun just based off the environment. That workshop, for the next almost three hours, we introduced those young kids to some of the common hand tools. It started off where holding up a hammer or holding up a Phillips head screwdriver, holding up a drill, and seeing which kids could be able to identify what those tools were. And initially, man, I mean, it was mind-blowing. Initially, they may have been able to identify one or two tools, but we would have to tell them this is a box cutter or this is a drill, this is a driver. But we actually put competitions to identifying those hand tools. The competitive nature in these kids came out. And Before you know it, I mean, they're able to just like lightning, just able to quickly identify whatever tool it was. We started to put combinations to it to where we might hold up a two by four or hold up a hammer or hold up a nail. And they have to be able to identify what tools go with what materials. And it turned into a competitive kind of event where the winner was able to become the heavyweight tool belt champion of the world. <laughs> they had a carpenter's tool belt, all the tools loaded in, and those kids, they wanted that belt, man. Came just a friendly competition. They fell in love with it. They're all dressing their PE head to toe. And after that initial workshop, we thought our work was done. But funny thing is, I mean, we were getting calls and getting messages from those kids and their parents saying, when are you guys going to do the next workshop? When are you going to do the next workshop? So before you know it, the next month, we put on another workshop. We went from 11 kids to 27. The month after that, 27 to 34, I believe 34 to 43 in the subsequent month. Before you know me on Friday nights, we had kids from five years old all the way through the upper teams and over 70 kids in different groups, man, just building, having a blast, hammering away, just chaos, control chaos on a job site under the lights on a Friday night. Just an incredible experience, man. It's just
1: incredible to see what it became. That is awesome. So before we, I want to take a quick little detour. So you're describing all these things and people don't have to use their imaginations. One of the things you do a fantastic job is because of your brother, who's a great artist, you document all this stuff. So people that are wondering where can they see this, where's the best spot or spots for them to go see these kids receive their trophies and see the smiles of how excited they are. To hold the hammer and to do the work. Uh, you can just go right on LinkedIn.
0: It's a, a platform that you and I know very well. We live on LinkedIn. So that being said, <laughs> they could look me up on LinkedIn and just go down and thank God for my brother, because he has done an amazing job documenting so many of these experiences and capturing so many of these stories. It's very moving content. So feel free to catch whatever you would like to see on LinkedIn. And then also you can even look up Russell's building camp in our Facebook page as well. And that would
1: do the very same. Awesome. So check out, so connect with Adrian, we'll put a link there, but also follow Russell's building camp. And I know I see sometimes you guys do different content on different platforms, so follow them on all the platforms and check them out. It's absolutely incredible to see. You had that good experience with the 20 something plus kids, you kept building it. And the thing I really like about it is you're not just, you taught them the drills and you taught them the fundamentals, but you were actually doing something during these camps too. So what was the end product of that recently just came to fruition?
0: Amazing stuff, man. So that initial project, it was once again amidst the pandemic. And I had this vision initially, but during that time, due to the shutdowns, suddenly we couldn't get a group onto any job site because most job sites were then restricted due to COVID. So that being said, my childhood church at the time, which is located on the inner city of Indianapolis, is a very cool steel and masonry structure that was built in the 40s. Very cool building. And my church actually had just commenced an auditorium renovation. And it was the first major renovation to that structure since it was built in the forties. So that being said, with no job site to go to, we approached the church and we pitched them this idea of working off hours with kids, just to be able to give them that job site experience and get them just a new thing that they could do and experience. And that being said, that project, after the kids got involved and they began to pay attention to their surroundings and those subsequent workshops, and before you know it, they were then working hand in hand with tradesmen and they were working with contractors. First, it was maybe taking care of building a few knee walls, just very simple things. And then before you know it, the kids, they were almost their own crew in a sense. So the project began to expand and expand and expand. And it actually just all completed where this past July, early this month, was a grand opening for the church. And it's a project where it's just been an incredible, just incredible story for the neighborhood, for the community, for the area. And the fact that kids can actually boast in the fact that while it is an incredible product, and it absolutely is, they can also brag and boast in the fact that, hey, I built that or. I ran insulation on those walls or we ran all those lights. We yeah. bathroom in, et cetera, et cetera. It's just so inspiring to see. And for these youth and these young people, boys and girls, teens, little kids, toddlers, young adults, for them all to have a part in this, it's just a special stuff.
1: Absolutely incredible. And in that. So now it's three years later, you've literally built a church or at least an auditorium in a church and you've done countless camps now. And you talked about the wide age range. I know that you've helped multiple kids get into the trades and get actual jobs out of high school or out of college, whatever they were doing to be able to get with employers. With all that said, what do you think has been the biggest impact today?
0: The biggest impact is the fact that these experiences, they're real. And I feel that building and construction, some of the things that you learn, the disciplines that you learn. I believe those are things that you can carry with you in your everyday life. I know so many successful people, whether it be attorneys, accountants, et cetera, where they had an experience on a construction job site, maybe as a general laborer, as a teenager working for a dad or an uncle or a grandpa's company, and they still carry those experiences with them. So for me, when I interact with these many young people that we worked with, I was on a call with a group of them earlier this morning. We worked with well over 100. And when I interact with these young people, some are absolutely going into the trades. And those are phenomenal stories, which we hang our head on and we stand by. It's great stuff. However, there are many others where they actually utilize their experiences from Russell's Building Camp. And they now have almost developed a foundation for themselves where the experiences through Russell's Building Camp serve as building blocks, where now they've been able to discover their confidence or they've been able to overcome some of their fears, some of the anxieties and the apprehension that comes when you're trying new things, especially when you're putting your hands on things. So they're carrying those experiences with them into their college career pursuit or on their jobs or whatever they're now doing, but they can call back to that experience and what we call the legacy project where they have absolutely left a legacy for not only the neighborhood, for the community, now they've left a legacy for themselves because there's something real that they helped create and build that will stand the test of time. And they can carry that with them every single day and wherever they go in this life. And for me, that's something that I can't, I, I can't even explain how proud of that I really am.
1: Oh man, I I can only f- fathom. It's just incredible because you think about sports kind of plays that role, right? Where it's like you extrapolate the lessons from sports and apply it somewhere else. The thing I love about this is It's skill acquisition in a different form. Yes, learning how to play basketball when I was younger, having the skill of basketball has helped me have fun as an adult and maybe done some things for me. But it's not like a real, it's not a skill that I can literally leverage today except for to have fun. If you teach someone how to build a barn or how to put a roof on, how to put all these different things, to your point, they get the lessons out of that. But then they also get a hard skill that they can use later in life. Even if they are never a builder, they can at least take care of themselves. So- it just hits on so many levels. And I commend you for it. I'm glad that you took the effort to be able to do it and got it going. And I can only hope that you get even more support and can make more of an impact. And like I said, when we get the Akron, Russell's building camp going, we know it's really going to be popping. So, Hey, we'll do that soon. We'll do that soon. I'm going to hold you to that. You hold me to it as well. Absolutely, man. So, all right, I want to shift this a little bit and tie this to some of the people that listen to this, the biggest problem that you know, when you mentioned in construction is attracting talent. But I haven't seen as many people try unique things like you're trying. And that's perplexing to me because you had mentioned you got people opportunities out of this. So where do you think employers are missing the opportunity to recruit youth into construction and how can they do a better job of that?
0: Man, that's a big question. There's multiple ways to go about it, but I'll say this. Number one, let's be honest, me being in construction, me being a project manager for nearly 15 years, I can say that I've seen some of the coolest stuff, I've interacted with some of the coolest, most inspiring, multi-talented, gifted people in the construction industry. But what really frustrates me is the fact that for most of us that are in construction, while we do cool things, we do amazing things, you go into a job site, you ever see some of these trades people work, the men and the women, they're like artists. They're literally like artists. But In reality, the outside world, they know very little about these experiences. They know very little about how cool construction really is. I think there's a certain stereotype that most people associate with construction. And some of that is the fault of the industry, if we're being honest. Mm -hmm. But that being said, I think that where we're missing the mark is we are not sharing just how fascinating and how life-changing and world-changing our industry truly is. And doing it in an innovative way to where it's not only understandable, but it's desirable to whatever audience we're selling to. And I think that's something where we're really missing the mark is innovating in our messaging and our marketing of the industry to where the average kid will say, man, I don't want to do anything but construction. Because I'll tell you what, man, growing up as a kid, there weren't too many things I liked doing more outside of video games, playing with Legos. Building Legos or connector sets or playing with the Tonka trucks. That's what I remember most, my friends and myself, that's what we love to do. So you have to ask the question, at what point did kids fall out of love with building and go into every other thing? I think that there is a way to reach all young people, but we have to innovate in the ways that we do, and we also cannot wait too late. In other words, by the time they're in high school, they've now been exposed to so many other amazing things. If this is now their reintroduction to construction at their high school age years, it's too late for so many of these kids. I think that we have to reach them when they're young, keep their attention, and develop some form of a path to where it's just a natural progression for them to walk directly into the industry.
1: I like the way you lay that out. I agree with you. You've got to start young to be able to stoke that love. I also think there's an opportunity where, to your point, where people haven't been exposed to it, but people that are they're so into these hobbies. So you can get paid to do that. They love building things, but it's, oh no, I'm going to go do this meaningless job. And you hear all these people talk about, there's no meaning in my job. There's no, I don't like what I do. I don't like being in an office. I wish I could be outside. I wish I could do this, all these different things. And then how many times have you been driving, riding with someone, one of your peers, and then be like, I helped build that. If you, if you know anyone construction, you've had that experience, it's because you're damn proud. When you were on a project, you could look over and say, hey, I helped build that. Even if it was like turned one nut, turned one screw, like I, I was a part of that. And it's like, there's so many people that take pride in things that are built like that. I just see some of the work that is available now and you can see why it's empty, right? There's a lot of work that's disconnected from meaning and disconnected from what it's actually doing. You're just a Cog in a machine and construction presents a different opportunity for that. And there's a million different types, right? Your commercial construction was in power, was power, EPC power. There's power delivery, right? There's, you can be a pipe fitter, you can be a welder, you can be a carpenter. It's such a diverse field that to your point, isn't marketed well. And I just, I agree with you. There's so much of an opportunity and I'm glad that you're taking the first steps.
0: No, I mean, I I couldn't agree with that more, man. I mean, there are thousands upon thousands of opportunities that are so diverse, one compared to another within the industry. And I think that we have to, one, we have to get off our butts, honestly, and really just reach the people where they're at, take the message to them and make the time to be able to reach the young people that we need to come into the industry to preserve the integrity and the future and longevity of the industry itself.
1: Absolutely. I'm sitting here thinking, because obviously I support the industry and I'm thinking if I'm a small or medium-sized construction company, why am I not reaching out to Adrian and saying, hey, help me build my talent pipeline? Help me figure out how to do this. It just, I think it's so obvious that's the right approach and that you have that skill set to be able to do that. Are you interested in helping people solve this problem? Are you interested in doing this outside and growing the program? Without
0: a doubt. Let's be honest. There are untapped pipelines that, you know, are that could absolutely explode and in a positive way that would be just an explosion of providing employers, whether it be small, medium, or even large contractors with as many people as they could possibly take on. It's just that we have to do the work. I'm willing to work with them, absolutely, no doubt about it, (laughs) but willing to put the work in and put the time in and apply the resources necessary to be able to go into communities that still know very little about construction, going into communities, exposing the industry to those individuals, and not only that, but then inspiring them in such a way to make them believe that I absolutely can succeed and thrive in this career path. And not only that, but then I can then even pass some of those skills and pass that knowledge down to my kids and down to my grandkids. And it truly become a generational industry and occupation as it has for so many of their counterparts. Well, we can do that together, and I'm more than willing to jump in, roll up our sleeves, and let's tackle this issue.
1: I love it, man. I love it. So you and I are going to do it in Akron. But if you're in the Indianapolis area and you got you have a construction company, you need to be reaching out to Adrian. But if you're not in the Indianapolis area, you just heard him talk about how he knows how to build this up. I have an audience that I know needs this problem solved because I get hired to solve this problem sometimes. But I think there's not one way to solve a problem, and you're approaching it from a different way, reaching a different audience. And I would just encourage people if you're having this situation, reach out to Adrian, and have a conversation. It can't hurt. Check out his content. Thank you for everything you've been doing and thank you for our continued dialogue it's a lot of fun i was joking with you before we started we were talking about somebody else about i said if us three made a podcast it would be the best optimistic podcast you ever heard so with that what is something you're optimistic about right now
0: man honestly i'm just i'm optimistic about diversity to be honest Mm -hmm. with my occupation within the city of indianapolis full-time obviously working for shield sex and company where I lead our diversity, equity, inclusion, as well as diverse procurement initiatives. And I think that we are beginning to see what I will say is promise, promise as far as diversity initiatives paying off. There are so many success stories that I could share, contractors that we work with, contractors that we mentor, men and women that we mentor as they grow their businesses. And then even seeing them as they grow their businesses, doing so in meaningful ways where they are able to tap in to their communities, give back to their communities, be a resource to the communities and the young people that look up to them and see, hey, I actually have something that I can aspire to be because I see someone that I can look at, that I can relate to, and that someone that's been where I've been. And so that being said, I mean, I'm very optimistic as far as diversity initiatives, that let's be honest, like anything else. I'm sure there is some skepticism on the part of some individuals, but I think the proof is in the pudding that it works, it's valuable, that it does impact the bottom line in a positive way, And I'm excited that initiatives such as Russell's Building Camp and so many others that are out there, that they begin to get the attention that they need to also be able to fuel those conversations another way. And from the opposite end of the spectrum to where all of this, what it is ultimately doing is creating a better world, a better community for all of us in which we live, reside and play. So I'm excited for that.
1: Yeah. And we're all busy, right? And so you can only focus on so many things at a time. And so I think that's another key. Where if someone could reach out to you and say, "Hey, help us solve this," you're going to do some of that heavy brain power for them. Thanks again for coming on. I Love the reason you're optimistic. I think I love I love to hear that the initiatives are working. I love to hear that more people are getting opportunities and that there's people out here solving problems, not just talking about them. So, with that, Adrian, we'll see you next time. Everyone, check out Russell's Building Camp and reach out to Adrian. Appreciate you.